This is Rising Shining. I'm Kelsey. This is a podcast version of my blog posts that appear on risingshining.com. I hope my honest reflections and encouragement will be a bright spot of your day. This is episode 34, pandemic check-in number eight. Well, here we are in February 2022, still talking about COVID. So it's time for another pandemic check-in. In this update, I'll share our family's experience with getting COVID and how returning to quarantine was. And I'll talk about what our current practices are for staying healthy and the ways that COVID does and does not still impact our everyday life. Our experience getting COVID. The biggest news is that in mid-January, the boys and I tested positive for COVID. Chris and Maeve were tested multiple times across several days and always tested negative. The boys were completely asymptomatic the entire time. I was so surprised when the boys' PCR test confirmed the COVID diagnosis since they seemed completely healthy. My symptoms were that at first I had sensitivity off and on at the very top of my throat, like I might get a sore throat, but I never did. Then I had a couple of days of feeling like I had a bad cold, congestion, body aches, and generally feeling tired and blah. I slept for over nine hours for two nights in a row, and on the second morning, woke up feeling much better. From there, I felt better and better each day, and with a couple of Advil on those days, felt nearly 100%. With the confirmation that some of us had COVID, our plans for the week ahead changed in an instant. Instead of a second full week in the new year of the school and daycare routine, we started mentally preparing to be home, all day, with everyone. We reached out to people that we had been around in the days prior to let them know. Those are not fun texts to send, but everyone was understanding and supportive. We emailed the school nurse to get guidance on having the boys stay home and when they could return. Currently, our school's policy is that children who are vaccinated and test positive for COVID must stay home for five days, with the day of the test counting as day zero. On day five, if there are no symptoms or fever for at least 24 hours prior, then the student can return to school and wear a mask for the next five days, since our schools do not require masks. Maeve needed to be home for the full 10 days and test negative for COVID prior to returning to daycare. I had many emotions upon learning that we had COVID. Unlike in March of 2020, when our abrupt quarantine felt like an abyss of anxiety and uncertainty, this time I knew the finite number of days we'd have to be home. I also didn't feel very worried about Chris, myself, or the boys getting severely sick, since the boys had no symptoms, plus Chris, the boys, and I are vaccinated. Chris and I also had our booster shots in December. I did feel some worry about Maeve getting sick, but I kept reminding myself that we would be ready to take her to the doctor if she showed any worrisome signs of illness, and she never did. I also took comfort in thinking that Maeve might still have some COVID antibodies from me since she was nursing until early January. For the first few days of our quarantine, while I felt symptoms, we had everyone except Maeve wear a mask and Chris slept separately from me. On our first day of quarantine, I re-listened to the Lazy Genius podcast episode about her family's COVID quarantine. The episode gave me some good ideas and calmed my mind a bit. Throughout our time at home, I sometimes felt optimistic knowing that we were getting through quarantine one day at a time. I distinctly noticed that the boys are nearly two years older now than when we were staying home initially in 2020. They are more cooperative and independent, which helped us find truly pleasant time altogether. I remember a couple of mornings where I sat at the breakfast table with all three kids doing Play-Doh and Kinetic Sand while listening to an audiobook. Every morning, I tried to get all three kids out for a walk to play at the park, which helped. 
At other times, I would feel the same stress and anxiety that I felt for so much of 2020 and 2021. I thought, oh, I remember this feeling, and I do not like it. I described to Chris that with all three kids at home every day, I felt like someone always needs something, I can never complete even the simplest of tasks, and the house gets messier by the second. I start to feel desperate for some alone time and a chance to just get a few things done so that I can feel productive. But we did get through our quarantine day by day, and really it was fine. Honestly, I feel some relief at having mild cases of COVID because it was starting to feel nearly inevitable that we would get it. Once the boys went back to school, I had a few very sweet and enjoyable days with Maeve at home. So all in all, our experience getting COVID was mild and manageable. I'm very thankful that our first experience getting COVID was after most of us were able to be vaccinated. I'm hopeful that we all got a little immunity boost from the experience. Our current COVID practices. Currently, we practice a mixture of masking and not masking. Honestly, I feel confusion over masking at this point. I'm happy to wear a mask anytime it is required and even when it's not to protect others or to put others at more ease. But with the exception of medical settings, I am in the significant minority when I wear a mask. I'm not sure if my masking practices even make sense and a lack of logic always bothers me. Here are my current masking practices. Places I wear a mask to the grocery store, Target, etc. Inside the boys' school, although when I gave a presentation in Cedric's classroom, I took my mask off for the presentation, because within the classroom, including the teachers, only one student was wearing a mask, and I wanted to make sure the students could hear me. Also, anywhere it's required, of course, like airports, airplanes, medical settings, and at Maeve's daycare. Places I don't wear a mask. To exercise at High Fitness in Orange Theory, the coaches at Orange Theory now wear masks again, but a lot of the staff that work at the front desk don't, and they've also not asked members to wear masks, and so no one in the classes does. I also don't wear a mask in any outdoor setting like soccer practice, soccer games, and park playdates, getting together with my book club, getting together with Erica to podcast, although we record virtually if we or anyone in our household has any mild cold symptoms, and other infrequent small group social settings. I've also been out to a few restaurants where I've sat both inside and outside unmasked. When we go to Universal Studios this month, we have to show our vaccination cards and wear masks while we're at the park. I'm glad they have those practices in place. I'm also thankful that at Maeve's daycare, the teachers, staff, and all parents wear masks. It's possible, likely even, that our practice of not masking everywhere, especially exercising, led to our family getting COVID, although I don't know for sure where we picked it up. Given that we had mild cases, my opinion is that the benefit of our family being out in the world and exercising at gyms outweighs the risk of COVID for our family. On the other hand, if we had gotten very sick, especially Maeve, who is unvaccinated, then I would likely feel differently and could regret our practices. Which is all to say that COVID is still making decisions feel confusing and fraught, but ultimately we're doing the best we can. I think? Looking ahead. So where do we go from here? That's what I'm hearing from everyone I know, both the friends who've been very COVID conservative and the friends who have never been very worried and who are not vaccinated. It's interesting to me to think about how the community we live in is affecting our COVID practices. Among our friends locally, I would say that for much of the pandemic, we've been on the more COVID conservative side, although just about all of our friends practice staying at home, masking, and have been vaccinated. But to others, it may seem that our current practices are too risky. Honestly, I don't know what's right, and that feels frustrating. 
I feel like we are doing the best we can in terms of balancing our risk of getting seriously ill from and spreading COVID with engaging in the activities that are best for our family. As I think ahead to potential travel and activities this year, I have a low level of fret, wondering if and how we should plan for things. Summer camps? A trip to Austin? Planning indoor summer play dates? I'm pretty sure all of these things will be okay if COVID does not get worse, but who knows? There's also talk about learning to live with COVID, but what does that mean? Ideally, I picture COVID being downgraded to seasonal flu. We get vaccinated for the flu every year, but otherwise don't worry about it. I can live with that. Also, if the people at restaurants who prepare my food and everyone in medical settings continues to wear masks, I would welcome that. But I hope that learning to live with COVID does not mean living long-term with weighing everyday decisions around COVID. What I hope we can move towards this year is not having to think about COVID on a daily basis. I do understand that for anyone with underlying medical conditions or compromised immune systems that COVID continues to pose a serious risk. I think keeping these people as safe as possible is a community obligation, which includes getting vaccinated. I also feel so much sympathy for people working on the COVID front lines like healthcare workers, pharmacists, teachers, and anyone who interacts with the public for their job. I consider getting vaccinated and continuing to wear a mask in many settings to be things that I am doing to help people at risk of severe COVID and frontline workers. Is it enough? I hope so, but I'm not sure but I feel uncertain what else I'm supposed to do at this point. I would be curious to hear what your current COVID practices are and how you're feeling. And at the bottom of this post, I have links to all of my previous pandemic check-in posts. Thank you so much for spending some of your day with me. This blog post is linked in the notes of your podcast player and has photos and links. Connect with me by leaving a comment on this blog post or find me on Instagram. I'm Kels Wharton. I would be so grateful if you would share Rising Shining with someone who you think would enjoy it. And your reviews on Apple Podcasts are so appreciated. Until next time, I'm wishing you a great day, friends.